For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yo, it's Keith Smith, Atlanta Falcons fullback, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. This is Jamon Bushrod, pro bowler, Super Bowl champion. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Jimmy Ward. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scanling. It's the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hello, this is center Nick Martin for the Houston Texans, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Willie Gay Jr., Chiefs linebacker, and you're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Keith Kirkwood, wide receiver, number 19 for the Carolina Panthers, and you're uh, listening to the podcast of Pro Football Chase. Hey, everyone. It's Chris Wormley here, Steelers defensive lineman, uh, and you guys are listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Browns linebacker, Jacob Phillips, and we're live on the Chase Podcast. All right, what's going on, y'all? This is Shannon Sullivan, number 39 for the Green Bay Packers, and you're tuning in to Pro Football Chase. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you and the co-host of the show, Terrell Worthy, former NFL defensive tackle. We're getting ready, Terrell, for week one of the playoffs. Wildcard weekend is set to kick off on Saturday. A triple header on both days, Saturday and Sunday. Cannot wait to see how it unfolds, Terrell. There's been a lot of good football this season. We've tracked it here on the podcast as well on the Cut the Check podcast. We got playoff football ahead, man. So how you doing? Man, I'm doing phenomenal, bro. I'm so excited for the playoffs, man. Now we're about to see some real deal football. Um, everything is uh, put to the side now. And it's so you win, you advance. So I'm very, I'm very excited to discuss these matchups. Well, we're going to get into those matchups and provide some in-depth analysis. But first, Jarrell, just to touch on it, and we're going to have plenty of time over the offseason to break down these head coaching hirings. But for the firings aspect, there are six teams right now as we speak that are looking to hire a new head coach. You know, Houston fired Bill O'Brien in the season. The Lions fired Matt Patricia. 
Doug Marone was just let go on Black Monday. Dan Quinn was fired during the season from Atlanta. Anthony Lynn, which was one of the most controversial firings of them all, was informed of his dismissal on Monday as well. And then, of course, Adam Gase, which we all saw that coming, and I'm not sure that the people in that Jets front office would have been able to see any revenue from their fans if they would have held on to Adam Gase. But Jarrell, just briefly talking about Anthony Lynn. I mean, this is a guy that was 33-31 and 31 as a head coach. He's 1-1 one one in the playoffs. He led the Chargers to a 12-4 record and a wildcard playoff victory in 2018. But it just was hard on him because of injuries. He wasn't unable to sustain that success. He went 5-11 in 2019. And then 7-9 this year, won their last four games of the season, but that wasn't enough for owner Dean Spanos to keep them for the 2021 season. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I'm in total disagreement with it. You know, I think, you know, obviously the Chargers underperformed this year, but, you know, I've been in a situation where I've lost uh, a number of games by one score or less, um, and that's really where the Chargers are at, 7-9 this past year, losing seven games by one score. Uh, they had uh, a number of pro bowlers on the injury list this year. Mike Pouncey uh, being on IR, Melvin Ingram, Austin Eckler missing six games, who was their leading scorer from a year ago. Darwin James, Joey Bosa, uh, and Chris Harris uh, missing uh, a significant amount of time. So uh, they eliminated everything with uh, Phillip Rivers out in 2019. Um, but 2020, they just had they caught the injury bug, and they were still in a lot of games close. So I just think at the end of the day, man, it was it's too early to be getting rid of uh, a coach like that, especially when he has an above 500 record. Based on looking at the Chargers' social media accounts, their fans were very happy from moving on for Anthony Lynn. But I will tell you, it looks like based on a lot of these candidates that the Chargers are looking at, Brandon Staley, the young defensive coordinator for the Rams, you're seeing Matt Eberflus from Indianapolis, the D.C., they may want to keep Shane Steichen, their current offensive coordinator, just because obviously Justin Herbert has received his coaching well. We all saw the type of insane year Justin Herbert had for the Chargers. So their head coaching search is going to be wide-ranging. Of course, Eric Bieniemy, another name out there for the Chargers. So we'll see how that goes, as well as the other teams that are going to be lining up interviews as the offseason gets underway, Jarrell. But as promised on this week's podcast, the focus is wild card round, Jarrell. And we have some matchups to break down and discuss. And the first one being on Saturday, we're going to get the early game, 105 p.m. Eastern time. The number seven seed Colts taking on the number two seed Bills. Jarrell, the Bills being one of your former teams, they have to be the hottest team in football right now. Josh Allen is playing at an MVP level and when you look at the tail of the tape, these two teams have met 70 times previously. All of the Colts comfortably beat the Bills the last time they met. It is the Bills who hold a 37-32-1 winning record in the head-to-head series. These guys are no strangers, and it's going to be a great matchup drill because the Bills hold the number two ranked offense, and they're going to go up against the number eight ranked Colts defense. Just talked about Matt Eberflus, the DC for Indianapolis. That unit, DeForest Buckner. So I can't wait to see how these teams line up, Jarrell. When you look at this matchup, what are you anticipating? Uh, well, there's several factors that I'm anticipating. Um, number one, for the Colts, it has to be, uh, is Phillip Rivers going to be able to show up in cold weather? 
Um, you know, we've talked about this on several podcasts before. When, 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 when Phillip Rivers has to go and travel late in the year, uh, December, January, he tends to struggle in those games, getting the ball out, uh, pushing the football down the field. Um, you know, having Jonathan Taylor to rely on his rookie season has been stellar, uh, averaging five yards a carry this year. Uh, that's, you know, that's obviously been their bell cow over the last couple of weeks. They can run the football. And that's to their advantage because the Buffalo Bills have been kind of middle of the road as far as rush defense is concerned. But at the end of the day, it's going to be who's going to get open for them. Uh, you know, T.Y. Hilton underperformed this year as far as uh, stats wise, uh, not going over a thousand yards. Um, and Phillip Rivers has only had three 300 yard passing games this year. So realistically, man, um, we start to get into the nitty gritty of the playoffs. The quarterback position is, is, at a, is at a premium. So you have to be able to perform at a high level. Um, although their front seven has been dominant uh, as far as the Colts, their secondary has been middle of the road, man, and they've given up a significant amount of yards. So that really boasts well in the Buffalo Bills' favor as far as Josh Allen is concerned and throwing the football. My only concern about the Buffalo Bills is if Josh Allen starts to struggle, what's the alternative? Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, because they don't necessarily run the football well. And so if he starts to go out there and struggle, uh, what will be the alternative for the Buffalo Bills? Uh, but overall, the things uh, hash out the way that they have been over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I like the Bills in this one. Well, the thing about Indianapolis is their best chance is to control the time of possession with that ground game and that offensive line, physical offensive line at that. Now it's, of course, a huge loss when Anthony Costanzo, their all-pro left tackle, was shut down for the season. So without their anchor on the line, that's definitely going to be difficult going up against the very feisty Bills front seven, Terrell. But Jonathan Taylor, he was put in the doghouse early in the first half of the season, but the last six games, he finished strong. Week 11, 90 yards on 22 carries. Week 13, 91 yards on 13 carries. And week 14, he went for 150 and two touchdowns. Week 15, 83 yards a touchdown. Week 16, 74 yards, two touchdowns. And then week 17, to clinch their playoff berth, 253 yards and two touchdowns. So you know Indianapolis, they're going to approach this game with a run-first mentality. They're going to make sure they can dominate the line of scrimmage and make things a little bit easier on the veteran Phillip Rivers. We've talked about him. We don't know what kind of performance he's going to put together, especially in Buffalo. We can imagine that that weather's going to be frigid. And you know Phillip Rivers, you talked about it, Jarrell. He just doesn't tend to translate well in that type of atmosphere. And... I see your point with the, the Colts secondary. They have been flawed a little bit. Xavier Rhodes has had a comeback season after being cut by the Vikings, making that significant amount of money. And he has had a nice turnaround. But I will say, I do believe the Bills are going to come out on top of this one, Jarrell, just because of the momentum that they're riding into the postseason. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, it's just the Buffalo Bills secondary. You're finally starting to see Josh Norman come out of his shell and uh, thrive in the Buffalo Bills defense. Uh, you got Tredavious White starting to play at a at a higher level. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are starting to put things together as well. So their secondary is firing on all cylinders. Uh, if they can stop their rush defense that gives up 120 yards a game, uh, I think at the end of the day, the Buffalo Bills has a chance to uh, to run away with this one. Uh, but if the if the Colts come in there and they can uh, impose their will as far as their physicality, uh, then the Bills are going to be in for a long day. And we'll see what Josh Allen can do in the playoffs. We know he's turned on the switch this year, making a huge leap with Brian DeBall calling the plays in Buffalo. 
I'm going to take the Bills, though. 31-21, Jarrell. This is a matchup I can see being tightly contested throughout the first two to three quarters. But in the fourth quarter, I believe this Bills team will break away and win by 10 points. That defense, led by Tredavious White and Poyer and Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, they're going to make some noise in the final quarter and Generate some turnovers on Phillip Rivers, who tends to give the ball away quite often, especially if he's being pressured in the pocket. Yeah, that uh, that's what's really going to help their uh, their team out as far as, um, you know, uh, being able to run away with this one. If the Buffalo Bills go ahead and, and get a turnover or two off of Phillip Rivers, then we know that this offense hasn't been uh, been able to sustain and push the football down the field, man. And like I said, T.Y. Hilton, uh, what's great about – this playing the Colts is that T.Y. Hilton is their guy as far as their passing game is concerned. And you have four pro bowlers rolling the back end that have an opportunity to uh, essentially guard or check him. So uh, I feel I feel really confident in what the Buffalo Bills uh, have uh, going to the table this weekend. Both you and I are going with the Bills in this one. And the next game on the docket is the mid-afternoon game between the number six seed Rams and the number three Seahawks. Now, this is a game where the Rams may be rolling out John Wolford again because Jared Goff, we know, is recovering from that right thumb surgery. McVay didn't really give much detail about how Goff is going to progress this week. They're taking it day to day. And so if John Wolford has to go head-to-head with Russell Wilson in the playoffs in Seattle, I don't necessarily like the Rams' chances. Although I will say their defense, we know they've allowed the least passing yards per game in the NFL and the third least rushing yards per game, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. As long as you got those guys healthy, the Rams can at least remain competitive in this game. But Seattle... They haven't necessarily looked as good as they did in the first half of the season, Jarrell. I think that's an obvious statement that we can see on the stat sheet, on the score lines. Russell Wilson has had a little bit of a dip in his play, but I certainly like the way that Seattle defense has started to improve, rallying behind Jamal Adams, and he's showcasing why he's such a big impact player. And so when you look at the matchup, Jarrell, Seattle certainly has an advantage. Well, you know, I think at the end of the day, they only the only real deal advantage that the Seattle Seahawks have uh, primarily in this game is at the quarterback position. Um, they have one of the smartest minds and brains as well as feet and arm in the NFL. So, I think obviously having Russell Wilson and being at home both well in your favor. But I think for me personally, uh, you know, Wofford has an opportunity to get all the cobwebs out. He got he got a chance to get on the stage right out. And um, and realistically, they got a win. It was ugly, but they got a win. And so, you know, for any guy that's going out there starting for the first time, uh, that boasts well when you can leave the stadium with the win, no matter necessarily how how you get it done, you won the game. And so I think at the end of the day, their defense is going to give them more opportunities than not to win this football game. And as we talked about before, the Seahawks haven't been stellar over the last couple of weeks offensively. And realistically, uh, you know, Russell Wilson's been seen running around uh, literally left and right, just trying to make plays down the football field, uh, kind of like an old or earlier Big Ben Roethlisberger when he was earlier in his career. Like he's just trying to figure out ways to extend plays. And I think at the end of the day, man, um, if the Rams can come in there and Jalen Ramsey has an opportunity to uh, perform well against DK Metcalf and they can get they can get more than 
three or four sacks against Russell Wilson, then I'm actually going to roll with the Rams to control the clock. I think that Sean McVay understands that that's, that's what's going to need to happen in order for, for them to, to be in contention for this game. So I look for them to run the football. I look for them to run a lot of jet sweeps with, uh, with Woods and Cooper Cup. And I just think for them to have an opportunity to control the ball on the edges, um, especially being the, the, the having the Seahawks there. I mean, their number one uh, sack leader is a safety. So I just think at the end of the day, they'll find ways to take him and remove him uh, from the scheme in order for them to be successful. Wow. So Jarrell already going with the upset in day number one of the wild card, going with the Rams. And John Wolford, if he is indeed the starter now, to Wolford's credit, he went 22 of 38 for 231 yards and one interception against the Cardinals. And he did enough to get that victory. And so I see your point. I mean, I that's why I said I think as long as the Rams have Ramsey and Donald, they're going to make life difficult for that Seattle offense. And they're going to give Wolford a chance to win this game with perhaps some good field position, but I'm still going to go with the Seahawks, Jarrell. In a close one, though, 23-16, to 16, I can see this game being a little bit lower scoring than some might expect. If Jared Goff plays, obviously that may change the outcome of the game, but Jarrell, you have to know that Goff's coming from a right thumb injury, and that's going to impact his throwing ability. So the Rams may even be better off with Wolford just because, you know, he's going to be a healthier quarterback. I like Seattle to get the slight victory over their divisional rival. I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. But again, the Seahawks defense, they've held teams below 20 points in five of the last six games. Look for that trend to continue, and I'll roll with Seattle. Yeah, I'm going to – I mean, I, I definitely like, you know, your argument, man. I respect your argument. I definitely respect uh, what you have to say as far as that is concerned. The only thing is, is just that, you know, when I'm looking at the teams in which they've held under 20 points over the last couple games, I mean, I'm looking at the Giants, the Jets, uh, Washington. Uh, they did it to the Rams, which actually is a, a formidable opponent. Um, and then they did it – and then, you know, the 49ers uh, were able to – uh, the 49ers were able to put up 23 points on them as well. And so, like, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, these aren't stellar teams in, that the, in which they were going up against and competing at a high level. I think even with Wofford, the Rams can still uh, primarily run their offense because everything runs off the run, the play-action pass, the jet sweeps, um, and just the quick passes out on the edge. So I think at the end of the day, man, having one week under your belt with a win um, I think he'll be all. I think he'll be very confident going into Seattle this weekend. So that's why I'm going with the Rams and the upset in this one. All right, you got a score line for the Rams over the Seahawks. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to take a late game field goal. I'm going to take it 27 to 24 um, as far as LA is concerned. All right, Jarrell going 27 24 Rams. I'm going 23 16 Seattle. Sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Now the nightcap on Saturday night, Jarrell. Number five seed Buccaneers taking on the number four seed Washington football team. This is on NBC. And it's interesting because in most cases, in most years, the number five versus four matchup is probably the most intriguing one of them all. But considering how poor the NFC East was this year, this one looks like a landslide victory for the Buccaneers, right, Jarrell? But I will say... That Washington's defensive front seven, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, those guys know what they have in Tom Brady, and that's a sitting duck. If Washington can fluster Tom Brady in the pocket and make him feel uncomfortable, we're not sure about Mike Evans and his availability. He's dealing with that hyperextended knee. I will give the Washington football team a puncher's chance and this one, Jarrell, I mean, call me crazy, but that Washington football team's defense, they can make some noise. Yeah, I like their defense, man. Their defensive line has been playing very well. Uh, you know, obviously having Chase Young and him being so young and also being a leader of the defense, it's actually pretty good for them both uh, moving forward as far as uh, having a centerpiece is concerned. I just think, you know, at the end of the day, Tom Brady knows the task at hand. He knows that he has to get back to Tampa in order to win a Super Bowl. And so... I think now starts the journey. He understands what it needs to uh, what needs to happen in order to be successful. We are going to finally see whether or not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are for real. They're going to be without Devin White. They're going to be without Carlton Davis, um, two primary defenders on their defense. And so that's going to give Alex Smith an opportunity to uh, take advantage in the middle a little bit. Obviously, Logan Thomas has been one of his favorite ta- targets over the last couple of weeks. And so I think at the end of the day, um, if he can find Terry, uh, Terry McLaren or, or uh, Logan Thomas down uh, the middle of the field, um, then the Washington uh, football team has a chance to be in this one. I just think at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to Tom Brady getting the ball out quickly and uh, tiring down this, uh, this elite defensive line in the Washington football team. Devin White, yes, will not be available to play because of COVID-19 protocols. And then Ron Rivera this morning, Jarrell, tells reporters that They're considering rotating Alex Smith and Taylor Heineke on Saturday, and this is because Smith is dealing with that lingering calf strain and his ability to play an entire game is in doubt. So we may be seeing Taylor Heineke take the field on a Saturday evening in primetime wildcard playoff. So that's going to add a whole nother element to just how bizarre the 2020 season has been. And of course, the playoffs, it's the biggest stage out there. And I do like Tampa Bay in this matchup to win 27-17 over the Washington football team. They're not ready yet, Washington. Offensively, they're unable to generate enough offense. I like Terry McLaurin. I like Antonio Gibson, the running back. 
But Tampa Bay and Todd Bowles, make no mistake about it, they're going to make adjustments and they're going to take away those two impact players for Washington and make Alex Smith or Taylor Heineke beat them with their arm, throwing to other targets down the field. And for those reasons, I like Tampa Bay and Tom Brady to get the 10-point win. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to roll with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this one as well. Um, you know, I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think the game is going to be a little bit closer than what people predict. I mean, right now they're at an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, but I think the game is going to be a little bit closer, so I'm actually going to go and score 26-20. to 20. Jarrell and I both going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to defeat the Washington football team. Now we move to Sunday's slate of games, Jarrell. And this game right here, I am looking forward to the most out of all the playoff games in Wild Card Weekend. It's the number five seed Ravens taking on the number four seed Tennessee Titans now. The Titans have won the last two times they've played, and it's been a battle every single time. And remember, last year... The Titans knocked out the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs. The Titans were heavy underdogs. They went into Baltimore, shut down Lamar Jackson, and Derrick Henry had a day. But the Ravens, right now, Jarrell, they're riding a five-game winning streak and have hit their stride offensively. So what are your thoughts on this intriguing matchup? Yeah, this is one of the most intriguing matchups of the weekend. Um, you know, Baltimore right now is a three and a half favorite. And so, uh, you know, it would be intriguing to roll with the Baltimore Ravens at the moment. Uh, it's tough because, you know, what the Tennessee Titans have done in the past to the Baltimore Ravens regular season and postseason um, has been nothing short of amazing. So uh, it's very tough for me to make a decision. Uh, but I'm going to roll in favor of the Ravens, man. I'm going to roll in favor of the Ravens on this one. I'm going to roll in favor of them finally riding the ship. Um, Harbaugh finally getting these guys to fire on, on all cylinders. Uh, you got the rookie J.K. Dobbins doing his thing lately. And I just think at the end of the day, they'll find a way um, to slow down Derrick Henry and at least uh, double team A.J. Brown uh, going deep all over the middle just because at the end of the day, man, he is the X factor when it comes to the passing game along with Corey Davis. So, I'm gonna roll with the I'm gonna roll with the Ravens in this one, and I'm gonna roll with them um, in a very close matchup, man. Uh, I'm gonna roll with them 31 to 27. All right, so Jarrell's going with the Ravens. You know what, Drew? I gotta oppose you here, man. I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans in this game. Now, I will say the concerning part about the Titans in Mike Vrabel's unit is their defense. It has been pretty bad this year. They haven't been able to stop anybody's passing offense and you know the Ravens they're gonna come out firing knowing that they have a vulnerable Tennessee defense to pick at but Derrick Henry is another monster and that guy rushed for over 2,000 yards this season he's still going strong he had 30 plus carries in week 17 for crying out loud that guy is something else. Even if Baltimore can slow him down in the first half, you know he's going to come raging out in the second half. A.J. Brown on the outside. Ryan Tannehill has been a very good and efficient quarterback. I will take Tennessee to win a close one with a game-winning field goal. You know, Tennessee has been involved in a lot of close games this year. I think that'll be the case again against the Baltimore Ravens. 30-27 to 27 over Baltimore. It's going to be a fun one, Jarrell. 
Yeah, it's going to be a fun one, man. And I can, you know, attest to this to my time during uh, my time with the Green Bay Packers, man, when we used to go against the 49ers um, at least twice a year and they weren't even in our conference. So uh, it is a tough it's a tough thing when you have a physical team that can run the football effectively like that um, in the Tennessee Titans. I just think at the end of the day, the Baltimore Ravens are at an impasse uh, where they have to either win now or they're going to forever be. Uh, the little brothers of the Tennessee Titans, because what they've been able to do over the last uh, few matches that they've had, um, they have literally dominated the Baltimore Ravens. So that's why I think it's the Ravens time to shine and they have to make sure that they put their best foot forward. I'm looking forward to seeing Des Bryant have a phenomenal game, especially being back in the playoffs, um, as well as uh, hopefully I'll get to see Baltimore bring out Mark Ingram because he really is the catalyst for their running their running attack. Obviously, J.K. Dobbins has been doing well, um, but Mark Ingram, obviously having that experience, is going to be the guy that it gives this team an opportunity to move forward. Next game here, we are going to look at the number seven seeded Bears taking on the number two Saints Drell. And this is, uh, I think, a pretty one-sided agenda with everybody picking the New Orleans Saints to win this game over Mitchell Trubisky, Matt Nagy, and the Chicago Bears. We know the Bears got thumped by the Green Bay Packers yet again on Sunday in Week 17, but because of Arizona's uh, loss to the Rams, it got the Bears into the postseason Now, I'm just going to say this. The Saints, they're hoping to get Alvin Kamara, who tested positive for COVID last weekend. Because the NFL scheduled the Saints to play on Sunday, Kamara has a chance to play and be eligible. Michael Thomas, who was placed on IR, he should be back. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's another player that had COVID. They're hoping to get him back as well as Patrick Robinson, the corner off IR. So the Saints have been playing very well. Now they're going to get some of their best players back against the Chicago Bears team that struggles to move the ball offensively and the Saints defense that has been one of the best in the league. So the ingredients are there for a New Orleans blowout, Jarrell. Are you buying into that or do you think the Bears can make it interesting? Man, this is the playoffs. Uh, Regardless of how you get in, you get in. And I think at the end of the day, it becomes a whole new season. So I'm not going to buy into the 10-point favorite of the Saints uh, that they have right now. I'm going to – I'm actually going to – I'm in favor of the Saints, but I'm not in favor of them dominating this football game. Uh, We're talking about the playoffs. Uh, You're talking about uh, Lil Mack, and we're talking about they have game changers on their defense as well. And so I think at the end of the day, um, anything is possible in the playoffs – Um, I'm going to actually roll with the Saints in a close one. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think, man. Um, Going into the playoffs is a different atmosphere than a regular season, man. Going week to week and knowing that in just four straight, four to five short weeks, you have an opportunity to hoist hoist that trophy. So um, I'm going to give the Bears the benefit of the doubt in this one. And I think um, I think they're going to go home, but I don't think there's going to be a blowout in New Orleans. I'm going to roll with the New Orleans Saints. Um, and a score of 24 to 17, uh, just because offensively they haven't looked great uh, throwing the football. If it wasn't for Alvin Kamara, six touchdowns uh, against Minnesota, I think they would have had an opportunity to lose just because Drew Brees looked terrible that game. So I'm a roll with uh, the Saints in this one, but I don't look for them to be too impressive. Yeah, that is something to monitor is the Bears defense. We know they are a stingy unit and the pass rush with Khalil Mack and 
Robert Quinn and Akeem Hicks. So I don't believe it's going to be a blowout either, but I'm still picking the Saints to win by two possessions, 31-17, just because I envision that Bears defense to hold up the Saints pretty well in the first half, but because of their offense's inability to score points, that defense for Chicago is going to get tired out much as they've done all season long with no support offensively. You know, I know the Bears have gone on a nice little offensive surge the last month of the season, but the Saints, I mean, they're one of the best defensive units in the NFL. They're holding teams under 10 points. They did so in four games this season. They're not going to let Mitchell Trubisky in Chicago get in a comfort zone. For that reason, I like the Saints to take it by two scores, 31-17 over the Chicago Bears. The Saints will be advancing, in my opinion. So we'll see how that one goes, Jarrell. But the nightcap on Sunday night, Browns-Steelers, number six-seeded Browns. They snapped that long playoff drought. They're taking on the Steelers, and these two teams just played each other in Week 17. Of course, Pittsburgh rested Ben Roethlisberger, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Marquise Pouncey. So, Jarrell, I don't know if you saw it, though. Breaking news out of Cleveland this morning is that Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski, two additional coaches, and two players, Joel Batonio, their starting left guard, and Kaderil Hodge, a receiver, maybe their fourth or fifth on the depth chart, tested positive for COVID-19. They're not going to be available to play on Sunday night. So, Browns offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt will call the plays for the Browns. Right now, they shut down their facility for contact tracing. So, Jarrell, you're a player. You know what it's like to prepare for playoff games. And the fact that this is happening right now amid a playoff game against a divisional rival, how big of an impact is it when you're losing your head coach and your starting left guard? Yeah, this is a significant impact. Uh, you know, realistically, from a structural standpoint, uh, uh, Kevin Stefanski has gotten the Browns um, on the right track this entire season. You know, obviously they they have. Uh, the, I mean, for the first time in 18 years, they had an opportunity to get back to the playoffs. So obviously, he's done something right, um, similar to a role of how uh, Sean McDermott has taken over in Buffalo. And so I think at the end of the day, man, this is going to be a big blow for their team. Uh, realistically, from a moral perspective. Um, and just a overall uh, schematics perspective, uh, because no one knows uh, what you want to do better than the head coach. And to not have him out there, I think it's going to be a very tough blow for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but realistically, man, you know, I think it was going to be tough for them anyway. Um, you know, heading into this game, uh, having barely won last week against uh, all their backups and then going back on the road again. Uh, or going on the road uh, to face the team that you just played a week ago when all your starters had to go all out in order to win the game and having dealing with COVID deal and, and being at home and not being able to practice. I think everything just boasts well in the eyes of the Pittsburgh Steelers um, and, their, and their football team that has healthy guys and that are ready to play. Well, and also the Browns, they took another blow yesterday. Olivier Vernon, after an MRI, suffered a torn Achilles and he's done for the postseason. So talk about back-to-back days of major blows to the Browns. Stefanski is out with COVID. And then you lose your starting left guard and Joel Batonio. Things are just crumbling down in Cleveland after they snapped the NFL's longest playoff drought. 
Next thing you know, they're facing an uphill battle to play the number three seed Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's going to be a tough task for them to come through with a victory, Jarrell. And to your point, I am a big fan of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in that rushing attack for Cleveland. But at this point, you look at the Pittsburgh defense, and they are well-equipped to overload the box and key solely on stopping that run game, Jarrell, because Baker Mayfield, he has been better this season, but he's not a quarterback that's going to go and let it rip for over 300 yards and shred your defense. So Pittsburgh, I think, based on the personnel the Browns have at wide receiver right now, of course, they got to keep an eye on Jarvis Landry, but they're going to be content with just loading the box, stopping Hunt and Chubb, and forcing Baker Mayfield to beat them with his arm. And if that's indeed what they're able to accomplish, I like Pittsburgh's chances to come out with the victory at home. And so I'll take Pittsburgh to win this game by a score of 30-21 to over the Cleveland Browns. It's been a great year for Stefanski and Andrew Barry. Much credit to them getting in the playoffs. But I think Pittsburgh... They're well-rested, and they'll be ready to beat the Browns again. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh is going to be dominant in this one. Um, you know, I just think at the end of the day, they're going to be pulling out all stops. I look for uh, for them to really be uh, exotic on defense. Um, having played the Browns the week prior, I don't know. I know they didn't go out there with their game plan that they're going to be coming with uh, with the with the playoffs. So that's really why I like uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers in this one. I look for them to be dominant. And I just look for them to get a couple turnovers off of Baker Mayfield to make this game a blowout. So there you have it. Jarrell and I both going with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the nightcap AFC North playoff battle. Those are the six playoff games in wildcard weekend. I cannot wait to see how these games unfold. And who knows, we could see some crazy things happen. It wouldn't surprise us considering everything we've seen in 2020. Of course, it is 2021 now. So happy new year to you, Jarrell, and all those who are listening into the podcast. But again, man, it's always a joy to chat football up with you. Looking forward to getting back on the podcast next week and recapping wildcard weekend. And of course, previewing divisional week as well so until then man take care god bless and stay safe man i appreciate it again bro for having me on the show man happy new year to you and your family um let's make 2021 a one to remember man let's get ourselves back in the winter circle and uh continue to do our thing bro you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.